Alright, we're also Mom here with another fun-filled episode of that 401k podcast. This week's topic, we're going to talk about the bad bet of self-directed brokerage 401k options. And um, it's always uh, a, a pet peeve of mine, uh, self-directed brokerage accounts. We'll talk about that at 401ksite.com for the information on all our events and articles and all that jazz. Uh, on Wednesday, May 17th, uh, at 401k Virtual Bunch, the Retirement Plan Roundtable, Bruce Shores, Mike Webb, James Holland, and I will have a nice little um, roundtable, um, you know, discussing uh, pop culture, but mostly retirement plan stuff, and I'll have to develop some questions. It should be fun, live, and in person, free on Zoom. See the links in emails and LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. Um, just booked uh, that 401k uh, virtual 401k plan sponsor conference. This is the uh, first attempt at a plan sponsor event since the um, since I did try a plan sp- sponsor forum in St. Petersburg, Florida, about uh, four years ago. Uh, tried it once. Um, it was uh, it was interesting. We did it on back to back days in St. Pete. We did a plan sponsor event, plan sponsor forum. Really didn't get the um, attendance I really wanted at the plan sponsor forum. I, I depended on someone who had a great uh, juiced in relationship with one of the retail organizations in Florida, and it didn't pan out. Uh, did have Wade Boggs as a guest, which was a lot of fun on back to back days. Um, and I made Wade cry on back-to-back days. One time I'm talking about Tom Seaver, the next time I'm talking about Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, save Wade's life. Um, that planned sponsor virtual event will be on October 13th. That's a Friday, 9 to 2. We'll talk about it, I'm trying to get some C credits, HR, whatever credits for uh, planned sponsors and Somebody remarked, well, you know, you should have it after October 15th. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, it's a plan sponsor event, not a TPA event, not a plan provider event. So we're going to go ahead with that. The virtual conference, obviously, it's going to be um, um, in January. Um, and again, right now, it's still free. Um, and uh, we're doing the... Um, if you go into that form, ksite.com, uh, I think this week we should have the sign-up pages up and, and ready finally. But uh, now let's go to the task at hand. Um, one of my favorite cities is Las Vegas. Um, and I haven't bet on anything in Las Vegas since 2002. Uh, I don't like to gamble. I don't like to lose. And, and I love Las Vegas. Um, we had an event there uh, I had an event there last year, and uh, if I do go back to live events, we're going to try to hit Las Vegas again, um, you know, hopefully when the A's move there, or hopefully earlier, um, try a nicer hotel than New York, New York, uh, maybe try the Bellagio or whatnot, but uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is obviously Casino, and there was a line in there, uh, Robert Nero said it best, he was Sam Ace Rothstein, which was based um, on Lefty Rosenthal, real-life character. In the casino, the Cardinal rules to keep them playing and to keep them coming back. The longer they play, the more they lose, and in the end, we get it all. And I think that 
participant directed self directed uh, participant self directed brokerage accounts are a bad idea. Always did, always will. Um, I think it's really fraught with hazards. Um, I understand people want to use it. It's usually the owner employees that usually demand it, and it's got a lot of hazards to it. Um, you know, cost of running the plan, qualification issues, and, and whatnot. I, I used to joke that the only, you know, only companies that wanted self-directed broker accounts were, you know, doctors, lawyers, and accountants. And that stopped being a joke when I realized that that was actually true. And, um, you know, the idea behind the self-directed broker account is, um, you know, you have this unlimited option. Uh, you don't like the core fund lineup. You want to invest with whatever you want. And, you know, uh, you know, there was a time where AMC Theaters was a big, big, uh, crazy stock. People were making a ton of money at it. I owned it for about an hour or two at one point. Made money on it. Not too much money. But, you know, it's just a weird concept. Um, and it's fraught with a lot of qualification issues. I think, number one, it's got to be offered to all plant participants on a non-discriminatory basis. Um it's when I say that it's got to be offered in that we have this concept of benefits, rights, and features. We can't discriminate benefits, rights, and features in favor of highly compensated employees. And listen, I worked at uh, I worked at a law firm. Um, I was a highly compensated employee. I was not offered the four hundred one k brokerage option, and I'm sure that the lower paid people were not as well. And uh, it's uh, it's a problem. And um, I think a lot of people, there are companies out there that don't offer it to the non highly compensated employees, and you have a qualification issue. And um, uh, again, I joke about it. You know, we, we had a 401k plan, and, you know, um, only certain partners had the self directed brokerage accounts, and, you know, they had their broker tied to it. It was just, it was just a complete and utter um, disaster. Um, it's a nice idea on paper. Um, you know, the idea that you could invest in anything you want, ETFs. Uh, I always called the double inverse Chinese ETF. Um, there's just so many gamuts of how you want to invest. And um, it, it, it's, it's, again, it's an idea that's great on paper, not in reality. There was a study about 2005. I haven't seen anything lately. That said that 70% of all self-directed worker account investment returns lag behind equally weighted managed model portfolios constructed from the plan's fund lineup. The return uh, was almost 5% less than people who invest in the core lineup. Um, there's a 2007 study where Vanguard found that 57% of 401k participants make asset allocation errors in terms of diversification. So... You know, it's like I have my own money, um, you know, and brokerage accounts, and I've made some mistakes uh, recently, uh, losing money on some investments. But, you know, I think I'd be better off with a core fund lineup. But that's my own money. If I was a plan sponsor with employees, I just wouldn't allow it. And... Uh, 
one of the major fallacies is the limited liability. Um, you know, they're under control of participants who use them. There is nothing in ERISA that supports the unlimited liability, uh, unlimited liability protection for plan sponsors for offering self-directed brokerage accounts. A plan sponsor is a fiduciary for all plan assets, regardless of whether these assets are brokerage accounts or the plan's omnibus trust account. And I, I, I don't recall seeing any plan sponsors that are actually looking at what people invest in the self-directed brokerage account. Uh, you know, if somebody put, puts in all their money um, in AMC stock, uh, that certainly could be a problem, especially now. And um, again, like I said, the caveat, you had my law firm, we had a, thanks to me, we had an advisor in the plan, of course, it wasn't the advisor that I had recommended, but, you know, that's, that's, that's life. Um, but these, you know, attorneys who had their own um, brokers uh, work on the account, I, I don't think the law firm vetted these people out. And if you, you know, have that, which, which I, I just think it's a situation. It's, it's like they, they want their own bookie. They want their own um, broker in the account. And if there's a financial advisor on the plan, it's, it's a headache. Who the heck needs it? Um, and I, I, again, I don't think plan sponsors, um, you know, review the brokers and, you know, see that they're up to snuff, that there aren't any hits on their account uh, as being uh, brokers and whatnot. And, um, you know, all plan providers have to be vetted, including brokers that are tied to a participant's self-directed brokerage account. Next, obviously, 404C protection. Um, you know, it, it, it you know it protects plan fiduciaries from you know losses that result from plan participants' exercise of control of the assets in their accounts. Um, I just you know, are plan participants vetted in order to have these accounts? Do we know? You know, do they have enough information to make informed investment decisions? And I think somebody puts in all their money in AMC stock, uh, obviously uh, doesn't know a thing or two about diversification and risk tolerance and all that kind of stuff. And offering a self-directed brokerage account could be a breach of fiduciary duty, in my opinion, especially, um, you know, if you don't have educated plan participants making informed investment decisions. And again, uh, plan sponsors just don't review the investments in these accounts. Um, and there really isn't anything out there that, you know, uh, all these years the Department of Labor has punted on whether they should put out statements on whether plan sponsors should be liable for losses sustained in these self-directed broker accounts. Until that day happens, uh, I'm still going to be very cautious about letting um, – you know, my clients put them in. And another um, caveat is they actually increase plan costs, if you think about it. Uh, the 401k plan industry has always been predicated on asset. Uh, you know, a financial advisor, TPA, it's based on assets. And if you're a financial advisor and you're, you're making your 15, 20, 25 basis points, whatever it is, you can't 
tap into the amounts in those self-directed virtual accounts because you're not, you know, giving advice, uh, you know, because you're not dealing, you know, th those those assets aren't dealing with the um, core lineups and all that stuff. So, um, so much of, you know, how we value and charge 401k accounts, we can't really count self-directed brokerage accounts. I mean, if plan's still receiving revenue sharing payments, um, you know, obviously that's not going to tap into the self-directed brokerage accounts. Um, you know, TPAs that may charge an asset value, uh, asset-based fee, uh, they're not going to tap into those accounts. So theoretically, if you have enough assets in a self-directed brokerage account, that could possibly increase the amount of money charged on the money that's in a, a core lineup. Um, and there are obviously some issues with that as well. Um, and uh, surprise, there isn't a lawsuit about that too. Uh, because, you know, plans in the core lineup uh, that are being charged, advisor fee and TPA fee and whatnot, they may actually be subsidizing the money that's actually in the self-directed brokerage accounts. And uh, so the idea in my mind is, is that uh, self-directed brokerage accounts don't, uh, you know, don't uh, help with plane costs. Next, uh, Bitcoin and crypto, obviously, um, through self-directed brokerage windows, certain plan providers are, you know, obviously pushing for these brokerage windows to invest in Bitcoin and possibly other crypto um, currency. And again, um, you know, a few weeks back, it was north of 30. Right now, it's around 27 and change. It's a bad idea, uh, in my mind. I always thought it was. Um, you know, bitcoins are unregulated, wild swings. But um, you know, there are providers out there that put in a lot of time and effort to set these up. When you know, Bitcoin was at 69 thousand dollars, and they went ahead with it despite the Department of Labor saying, you know, really, this is a bad idea. So. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, it's just another feather in the cap as to why I think self-directed brokerage accounts are a bad idea. You know, obviously in the United States, we love freedom of choice. Um, we, we love unlimited choices. Um, and you know, with a lot of freedom, there is a cost involved. And I think the cost is, is that self-directed brokerage accounts could increase plan expenses it can increase plan liability, and it's just an administrative headache. Um, it's just, I, I, to me, it's it's like gambling. And uh, when you're a plan sponsor and a plan fiduciary, you shouldn't allow gambling in your plan. Um, and um, you know that's really how I see it. And uh, until the day, like I said, there's a definitive statement from the DOL saying, you know what. There's no liability if you institute self-directed brokerage accounts. You're, you're free and clear until that day happens. I'm still going to caution plan sponsors to not offer it. Uh, you know, and, and I, I do have plan sponsors and self-directed brokerage accounts. Listen, you give advice. Sometimes they don't take it. And um, again, just think it's a, a bad choice. But uh, that's it for a really short episode of that 4 k podcast. 
Uh, again, go to that foreigncasesite.com for the information on what we're doing. May 17th, sign up on Zoom for a fun event with Bill Shores, James Hall, Mike Webb, and I. And of course, if you have interest in being part of that 401k uh, virtual uh, conference and that 401k virtual plan sponsor conference, uh, obviously hit me up um, for your invites and all that stuff, as well as sponsorship opportunities if you are interested. So until next time, uh, until next week, hope you tune in. Take care. Bye.